How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. that I was laughing you know he was on the bench we couldn't get him the ball because he wasn't in the game because he was on the bench and, you know it's kind of hard to get guys the ball and get them in the game when they're on the bench because the defense was out there the whole game anyway Keith McPherson on the fan till 2 a.m thanks for tuning in thanks for listening this is a quick one 877-337 a six to six and two more sixes as I was watching the games this is my first NFL Sunday that I didn't leave because I left week one to go to the Dallas game at MetLife and uh, I'm watching the game with my son he's starting to get bigger and he's starting to like not be as squirmy and like fidgety where he can just lay on me for a little bit it was all good I, I got him a, a Bo Jackson jersey to wear his, his first name is Jackson uh, you know so I just got him players with the last name I don't think he was feeling that Raiders gear because he didn't have that shirt on for like <laughs> 15 minutes and then just spit up all over it. I'm like, all right, well, now you can't wear this shirt for the games. (laughs) But I'm uh, getting, uh, you know, getting used to, like, watching the games with a baby because you got to change the diaper, have their bottle ready, put them down for a nap. My wife is helping me out. But I'm watching the game, and I'm watching the uh, Colts-Texans game. And Anthony Richardson is just running the ball when they get in the red zone. You can't stop the guy. And it's funny. There was a stat where they compared him to uh, Tim Tebow and Cam Newton as the only other guys, I think, as rookies to rush for two touchdowns or something um, in the end zone. And I'm like, yeah, they got something in common. Those are all Florida Gators. And then I'm thinking as he gets concussed, uh, he runs in the end zone and he he hits the back of his head like whiplash. He gets up, he puts two arms in the air, touchdown, but he's concussed. I got concussed like that in high school, like someone cutting my legs from under me, and when your head snaps like that and you hit the back of your head on the turf, you don't know where you are. And uh, I knew, I'm like, the way he, he his head hit like that, he's going to be out of the game. In comes Minshew Magic, Gardner Minshew. That's why you don't trade your number two quarterback before week two, or really at all, until we get to late October. There were people talking about the Jets going after Gardner Minshew. Rob Sala, who you just heard at the break, has come out to say they're not pursuing any quarterbacks. They're not looking to add any quarterbacks. They're riding with Zach. They've, like, accepted their own fate. This kid is going to end up being one of the worst all-time picks for the Jets, and they can't escape him. Like, you use that draft capital on this kid, And he's not it. You can't make him it. You can't make fetch happen. You can't force a round peg into a square hole. But whatever. Uh, Back to Gardner Minshew at the number two quarterback. A guy that did it for the Jags last year. He did it for the Eagles. He's still doing it. An underdog out of Washington State. 
He goes 19 for 23, 171 yards, a touchdown, a 90.9 QBR. Only four incompletions. He had 112 QB rate. Like, that's why you don't get rid of that guy. He's got a different skill set than Anthony Richardson. He's not the playmaker. He's not the high draft pick. But the Colts go on to win that game. They won that game in the first half. They scored 28 points in the first half. Only three in the second. It's a matchup of C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. Oh, okay. You guys took Anthony Richardson. They took C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud didn't have his best game, but he's still out there balling too as a as a rookie. I think that kid's going to be really good. He goes 30 for 47, 384 yards, two touchdowns. Not enough to win them the game, but still doesn't turn the ball over. His QB rating was 50. But when I'm looking at that game, I'm thinking about the Jets fans saying, oh, go get Gardner Minshew, go get Jameis Winston, go get... Nobody's doing that. Nobody's trading their number two. Jameis Winston is super extra. I saw him tonight. He was like, video went out of him dapping up all his teammates. Like, he's such a rah-rah guy. I don't think he would actually work here with the Jets. I don't think he would work here with the Jets. But, you know, you don't give up that number two, and the Jets are not pursuing a number two, someone else's number two quarterback. They had the number two overall pick for number two, Zach Wilson, and he's going to be the guy. It just is what it is. They, they're willing to flush another season down the drain with Zach Wilson developing at quarterback. Improvement noted a little bit, but not enough for this team to win games. And now every team you play isn't going to be the Dallas Cowboys, but you got to figure something out. So, you know, I looked at Josh Dobbs against the, Gi- the Giants. He's He knows the offense. He made some good throws. And he ran the ball. I'm like, this guy has been there for two weeks. He's caught up to speed. You know, they have a guy at quarterback that, like, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe he sticks there. I don't know what they do with Kyler Murray, but for the Jets, I don't know what they're going to do. It's, it's Zach Wilson, and if they stay on the Zach, I don't know how long. If, if you heard me last week, I'm like, they. I give them two weeks. I give them a 20% chance of being effective, of this happening. That's down to 10% now. The 20% was like, all right. Let me see what he does against the Cowboys. Three interceptions. Uh, not doesn't have a lot of time with that offensive line, so I can't fault him that much. He hit he hit uh, Garrett Wilson, the the Wilson brothers connection. Clearly, you saw on the sideline them talking about how to get there. They need more of that, but he's not the guy. So they got to make a decision sooner rather than later. Trade deadline is late October, like October thirty first. When you lose to the Patriots, who I, I know everybody wants to act like, oh, Mac Jones and like. Go go look at the Patriots numbers. Go look at the everybody got to see the Patriots last night. It's week to week. It's scheme to scheme. Bill Belichick is going to outcoach the Jets, and they have enough talent to outplay the Jets on the field. Even though everybody says the Jets have the most talent they've ever had on offense and defense, you've got a lack of talent at the quarterback position. Zach Wilson is talented, but he hasn't put it all together yet. Not enough for you to be successful against Bill Belichick and that defense on Sunday. I don't believe it. it. It is what it is. Now, for the Giants fans, you got a different course. Can you stop Christian McCaffrey? Can you stop? George Kittle hasn't had a great two weeks. I think he's still hurt from that groin injury, but he's in there because he's George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. There's some suspects on the Giants' defense, man. I already said Kayvon Thibodeau and Xavier McKinney. Just because those guys stand out, because those are the, the, the standouts, like not for their play, but like social media, Xavier McKinney's hair, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, his outfits. And it's like none of that matters. So before I take the next call, we're going to go to Jack and Fairview. Jack, get ready. Looking at the total yards, Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals almost put up 400 yards 
on the Giants' defense. What do you think Shanahan and Purdy plan on doing in a short week? 228 passing yards. What do you expect them to do? They had 24 first downs on that defense. They ran the ball. I said James Conner, he's a man. James Conner beat cancer. Football's nothing to him. He's a winner. He doesn't care about anybody talking about tanking. This guy, this is a guy that beat cancer. He, he's he's going out there. He's swagging. He's strutting his stuff. His stuff. I, I like seeing him play tough like that as a lead running back there. But yeah, penalties too. The Giants had nine penalties, and that's what I'm talking about. Not looking like you're ready to play. And if you have the coach of the year, and you have three coaches that could be head coaches, your offensive and de- defensive coordinator paired with your head coach. I don't know. They got to coach some discipline. They got to have these guys prepare right away. Because if if you're not ready for the Niners in their home opener on a Thursday, they're going to look to come out there and blow your doors off and put their starters on the bench. 877-337-6666. Now Jack is in Fairview, New Jersey on the fan. Thank you. How are you, buddy? All right. Thanks Uh, for calling. Thank you. Uh, First off, I want to say congratulations on your kids. Um, I know what it's like. My sister just had it. Uh, I, you know, I don't have any children, so... I know it changed my life. I'm sure you being a dad, you know, probably yeah. did it for you as well. Thank you. Completely it's different. A joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Um, all right. About the Giants, uh, what I was going to say is, <laughs> here's a funny story. I uh, I actually was watching the game, and it was halftime. I, you know, we're getting blown out. I ended up passing. I think I'm a jinx. Uh, so I ended up shutting off the TV, taking off the jersey, passing out. Next thing I know, I wake up. I watch the replays. Something changed. Then I started hearing reports that maybe Dave uh, started calling the plays and whatnot. If that's the case, I mean, why wouldn't he just take over and, you know, keep calling it? Because I think he's more aggressive than Kafka. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I heard that story, too. And if that's true, they're not going to reveal the behind-the-scenes No, stuff. it's not. Listen. They asked him, and he said that he didn't take over the play calling, but clearly we all saw a different team. It's a tale of two halves. The Giants were so effective in the second half. I'm like, are the Cardinals effectively tanking? Is this a tank job? Because they're defense. Like, Jonathan Gannon. Go ahead. something changed. It was was a click that, you know, the spark was back again for some reason. You know, and then, uh, and even the defense was just, it was rocking. It was, they were playing complimentary football, you know, but the first half it was just garbage, garbage. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on, you know. So, I mean, if they can do that again against San Francisco, I think we got a shot. Next week is the real test. That's the real test, you know. Yeah, That's I mean, all of them are real tests. And, yeah. I mean, they passed yeah. this test. I, I agree with you. Thank you for the call, Jack. At, at halftime, I mean, who knows what was said, but adjustments need to be made. Like, you go in at half, you talk about everything. That's where you can get in the huddle with your position groups, with your offensive, defensive coordinator, your coaches, and, and everybody can put their heads together on what they're feeling, what they're seeing, what is going on. And I feel like the Giants got together, and they were probably pissed off, and there definitely was some soul-searching and guys looking at each other saying, hey, this is our season on the line. We can't lose to these guys. We know what's ahead of us if we lose to these guys. So they dug deep, and I feel like there was a part of the Giants that were like, wait, now we got them right where we want them. We know they're not that good. And how many games did we fight back in the second half last year? How many games did we steal in the fourth quarter last year? 
they got back to that. And, like, just the offense was more fluid. And they started taking more shots downfield. Daniel Jones running the ball. Saquon had a run to get a first down. With is just typical Saquon, right, willing himself to get the first down. Not one guy is going to tackle me. I'm going to break out of three different tackles and use my speed and strength to get there. It sucks that you're not going to have him as I say that. Saquon had 17 carries. Saquon also had another six catches. 29 yards in the air and 63 on the ground and two touchdowns, one rushing one. Like, that guy is a huge chunk of your offense. You can't replace his production you like you literally can't pr- replace his production you're going to have to pivot so again they're going to have to coach again they're going to have to game plan and this the the Niners the Niners defense is ridiculous every level obviously you know about Bosa um Greenlaw I'm blanking on um, Fred Warner um Tuafonga I always say uh, their safety's name wrong they have just so many dogs they have so many guys you're you're not like I don't know I don't know what the game plan is. They're gonna have to take shots. They're gonna have to try and throw the ball. But like, who's gonna block? <laughs> who's blocking Bosa? They better hope that Bosa's still like kind of slow on his way back, held out. But yeah, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner might be the two best linebackers tandem. Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, who came over from the Eagles, Eric Armstead. Tala Tala Noah Hufanga. I always mess his name up. That's not a name that rolls off your tongue, whether you know the guy or not. I know who the guy is. He went to USC. Tala Noah Hufanga. They need a nickname for him. But he he, he gives you the vibes of a Troy Palomalu. Got the hair flowing, and, and he's a dog at safety. Javarius Ward, not a bad corner. I don't know. The, how do, Somebody call me up and tell me how do the Giants – on Thursday night football, beat the Niners because it's not really that far out of the Thursday night football is always weird. It's a short week. It's their home opener. If you come out early, you can't you you're not gonna sneak up on them. How I just joked about them having the Cardinals exactly where they wanted them. Okay, the Cardinals relax, kick back. It's their home opener. They're like, Yeah, boys, we did it. We came out hung 20 on them. Uh these guys got blanked. You know, the the, the Cowboys beat them 40 nothing. We're beating them 20 nothing. We're halfway there. No, you're not. Daniel Jones gets paid a lot of money to turn it on and do what he did. I don't know if Dable took over, but how do they scheme and plan to punch the Niners in the mouth before they get punched in the mouth? Because the Niners can do it in so many different ways. The defense is devastating, and they have so many weapons on offense. And I told you every time I speak on Brock Purdy, I'm putting respect on that kid's name. Brock Purdy is different, bro. For him to be the last pick of the – he's different. Let's get back to the phones. Ozzy is in Somerset. Ozzy, you're on the fan. Hey, how you doing, man? Good, good. Good to be talking football. I know the Mets won. Shout out to the Mets. We'll we'll, we'll get to uh, Jeff McNeil in a little bit. Um, but it's football time. We're 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 headed to week three. So, so I got two points I wanted to make. The first was about uh, uh this kid, uh, Jeff quarterback, Zach Wilson. You gotta, Zach Wilson. You guys gotta come some slack. Well, the media got to realize, one, he's pretty raw, and two, he just went up his first game, first two games against two pretty good defenses. Of course he's going to look bad. Give him some time. Coach and staff do what they got to do, put a real game plan, run the ball 40 times. He yeah, needs to be I don't, I, I'm not 
I, I don't want anyone that hears me to think that I'm putting that game on Zach Wilson. But three picks are three picks. And this guy's in his third year. You were the number two overall pick. There's no more slack to be cut. Like, you're an NFL player. You make millions. I agree, but what did Daniel Jones do the week before against the same defense? Oh, no. I didn't expect expect him to ball on Dallas, and neither did (laughs) Daniel Jones. Um Let's let's see what he does against the Patriots. I I did say I I saw some improvement noted just him being able to recognize coverages and defense and make some of the right reads. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. It's not this is not a loss that everyone's saying. Oh, we can't win because of Zach Wilson. The coaches are at fault. The defense is yeah. at fault, and the offense is at fault. Specifically, the offensive line. Uh, my second point: the guy that just called before we glossing over the Niners. That guy must be on crack. I'm a long-time Niners fan, and there's no way. The, the Niners are hell. Anyway, there's no way. There's no way to look at it. The Niners are like I'm. I'm ready for the Cowboys Niners game already because I'm like that's the one on the schedule to let me know if they're frauds or not. Bro, that game we got coming up against you guys is gonna be you know a preview for the NFC Championship. Right. And if, he, if that guy thinks the forty nothing was bad. You got something coming to him on Thursday night on a short week on the road on the West Coast. Crazy thinking about looking forward to next week. You got problems on your hand on Thursday night, man. Yeah, I guess we look forward to all the games because anything can happen any given Thursday, Sunday, Monday. But it's it's not a good matchup for the Giants <laughs> versus the Niners on a short week missing Saquon Barkley. It's not good at all. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Can't wait, man. Thanks, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling in, Ozzy. 877-337. 6666. My Casamigos big shot of the night will hit before we get to 2 o'clock. Taking your calls, talking NFL till 2 o'clock. Time is burning. Let's go to Marty in Hoboken next on the fan. What's up, Marty? Hey, Keith. How you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Yeah. So the Steelers won a game which uh, it was so sloppy. And uh, it was, you know, I, I think if Nick Chubb stays in the game, they probably lose, honestly. Different game um, with Chubb in the game, sure. Yeah, so that that's what I think. So they're one and one. It's kind of like it, the Giants fans should feel with the game in Arizona. Same thing, right? Yeah, one and uh, one. You're good. Uh, they they had back to back home games. Can't lose both of those home games. No way. Then you're done. But the yeah, I'm not going to get into the Steelers right now. But the, I, I watched the Giant game. Their defense was so like you know James Conner was Franco Harris. Uh, Dobbs was a third string quarterback for the Steelers. He was Terry Bradshaw. Bobby O'Karake is another suspect out there, too. I thought that guy was supposed to be a monster sideline to sideline. Yeah, but they, they, the Giants' the Giants uh, defense is really bad um, in that game. They, 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 I think the offense played great in the second half. Daniel Jones, everything was good. But moving forward, they go to San Francisco with that McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and uh, I, I do not see that defense uh, holding up against San Fran. You know what I mean? No, I, I just, no, I but just don't see. I'm I'm just putting a little stock in Thursday night football. Sometimes those games are low scoring. Sometimes those games are a little bit weird and crazier things have happened. I don't know if the weather's not right or if the Giants can get out to an early lead. I don't know. I'm leaving it out there to say anything can happen. I wouldn't bet it. The Niners are ten and a half point favorites. The over under exactly. set at forty four. They're they're expecting them to completely roll. The Giants, they're you know, if the Giants struggled with the Eagles, I don't think the Giants played the Niners last year. Um, if the Giants struggled with the Eagles, it, it's going to be a similar type of thing. Like the Eagles I dominated a, them, I, the Niners yeah. will too. 
I think it's the 49ers, Dallas, and the Eagles, and, you know, in the AFC, obviously. Maybe the uh, Saints. Maybe. Seahawks got off the mat. And, and the Lions, I don't know. They got kind of caught in the home opener, right? All that talk about yeah. the home opener. Yeah. And they sold out season tickets for the first time since Barry Sanders. And uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson was telling folks to wear a blue ski mask <laughs> and all that hype. And then they lose in overtime to the Seahawks. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious about the game. I'm looking forward to Thursday. I have tons of friends that are Giant fans, obviously living here in in Jersey here. So you know, it, it's it should be an interesting game. Giants at ten and a half. Usually Vegas is usually right. Um, we'll see. Um, it should. It, I, I the Forty Nine McCaffrey. Like I said, you know, I think they're they're loaded on defense. I think they came out flat in the Ram game after they spanked the Steelers. You know, they came out to you know. Like and the there's Rams. like a weird rivalry there, you know, but with the Rams and the, and the Niners. I was talking about like the, the Niners own them, but those are always like competitive games. We got exactly uh, this guy Puka Nuaka. I'm like, who the hell? Puka 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 Nakua. And, and of course, I'm like, where'd they yeah. find this guy? BYU. Did he play with uh, Zach Wilson? Yeah, and Mc- and McVay, uh, at the end of the game, everybody, everybody's going crazy about the gambling part of it because he went for the field goal with like four or five seconds yeah, left. Yeah, to cover. <laughs> yeah, to cover. So I said, maybe you just want to piss all the San Francisco, you know, San Francisco people are betting the game. <laughs> yeah, getting points, man, and, and, and never say die. It's not over till it's over. That's I had no problem with yeah. that. Kick the field goal. I, yeah, I have no problem with that at all. Anyway, Keith, nice talking to you, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Marty, thanks for the call, man. Um yeah, Puka, <laughs> Puka, Nakua. This guy thinks he's Cooper Cup now. They put him in the offense. He's Cooper Cup, captain of BYU's football team, twenty-two-year-old uh, rookie. <laughs> Sean McVay and them—they're sneaky over there. They are sneaky over there. They, they find talent. They find guys. Even the the running back Williams. It's like. Where did he come from? Now, Cam Cam Akers is on the market. The NFL is crazy. There's injuries everywhere. I mentioned C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He tore his pec. He came from Philadelphia. Avante Maddox, I think, who's pretty much uh, playing a similar role in Philadelphia as he played last year, like the nickel corner. He tore his pec. You have Nick Chubb go down tonight. Austin Eckler was out this last um, this past weekend. Now Saquon Barkley is out. I'm sure I'm missing some names of of players that have gone down in these first couple weeks. It sucks. It's it's all part of it, though. It's all part of it. It's a rough game. It is modern-day gladiator. It is a blood sport. It is a war every time they snap the ball. That's why nobody knows who's going to win. I had a a parlay that that broke me, man. That's why I said I'm done. I'm just not. I I picked the right winners. Let me see. Share this before we go to break. It helps me feel better about these things, too, because I know we all do it. And please gamble responsibly. Like, me gambling responsibly is, like I said, I took a bath in week one and week two, meaning I got completely washed. I didn't hit. And the little bit that I hit, I gave back. So it's, like, stupid. Um, And I don't have bread like that to really be gambling. But, man, I had the Baltimore Ravens, Tennessee Titans, Tampa Bay Bucks. Indianapolis Colts, Atlanta Falcons, money line. Six-leg parlay that I thought the Jacksonville Jaguars were ready to beat Patrick Mahomes on his birthday. Idiot. Idiot. 
that ten dollars would have cashed out nice that I put on that. That ten dollars I think would have turned into like six, seven hundred. Yeah, it was it was plus seven thousand three hundred and sixty-eight. And I'm I'm watching the games and I'm just like, oh, the Jaguars they got nothing. There was another one too. I I put together these same game parlays. Some game for you. You get ridiculous odds on who's going to score two touchdowns. So if you know a guy's usage in the red zone is high, go to him. If you know a guy's targets are high, go to him. Like I had Saquon Barkley and Kenneth Walker to score two touchdowns, but not in the same parlay. I parlayed them with guys that didn't even score. Waste. You're just not going to get there. You're going to miss. And even in the in the Jets-Giants game, I had a parlay. Dak Prescott, two passing touchdowns. Got it. Dak Prescott... 225 yards, got it. CeeDee Lamb over 170 yards, like probably should have teased that up to over 100. But CeeDee Lamb to score a touchdown, didn't get it. The Cowboys have not scored an offensive touchdown with a wide receiver yet. Running backs, tight ends, defense, special teams. You can't call this stuff. Correct score. I put in about 30 different correct score bets. I had Cowboys beating the Jets. 30-13, 30-13, to 13, missed it by a field goal. Had the Cowboys beating the Jets 33-10, missed it by a field goal the other way. And, you know, you just sprinkle like five, three to five dollars on those and it can turn them into like 500 bucks, but it's hard to guess it. It's hard to call, but I think these are easy calls coming up and I'm not being a hater. I'm not being a Debbie Downer. All of the hype and excitement that we had for the season, the air gets sucked out of the room so fast. I think the Jets lose to the Patriots. I think the Giants lose to the Niners. And that's just, it just is what I think. It is what it is. Not being a hater, not being, you know, one side or the other. The the Patriots aren't as far away as people think. Technically, like the Patriots lost to the team that represented the NFC in the Super Bowl last year, and they lost to the team that has a ton of hype and might win their division this year. You know, Raheem Moser did his thing last night. They were able to try and take away. That's something you hear about Belichick a lot, right? Um, we fell asleep. I fell asleep on that game, but I watched the um, the highlights the next day. I also fell asleep on Colorado. Sucks. Man, when, when you have a kid and you have all these weird hours and you, you finally get into the bed and you don't have to host a radio show till 2 in the morning... Me versus the bed as far as like me sleeping, I, I'm I go right to sleep when I when I'm in the clear now. <laughs> I'm watching the Colorado game. I fell asleep before half. I did not watch that full game last night. But what I was gonna say is Belichick will take away your strength. So looking at the Jets, what is their strength on offense right now? Garrett Wilson, because he scored the lone touchdown. They're gonna neutralize him. I actually can't wait to see Christian Gonzalez, rookie on rookie. The kid out of Oregon that they drafted. Good things about that kid so far. They say he's really quiet, but, you know, he does his job and he doesn't mess up too much. I don't know if he's going to follow Wilson, but that'd be cool to see. So then if if Zach Wilson doesn't have Garrett Wilson, where's he going with the ball? To the tight end? I don't know. Um, or is this going to be a game where they run the ball at home? Sure, it should be. Bree should get 15 touches, minimum. And then Dalvin should get another 10. Or maybe more, depending on who you're leaning towards. And then with the Giants, you already know. They don't have Saquon. That is that is majority of their offense. If the Giants were playing the Patriots, Bill Belichick would try and neutralize Saquon. Without Saquon, and we'll see how long it takes. I heard Tiki kind of 
shrug it off like, ah, it's an ankle. You got to play. Nah, Tiki, you played when you played in a different time, the late 90s, a different time, bro. They're going to make sure he's good to go, and, and he's not going to go unless he's good to go. So they're saying two to four weeks. The Giants can't afford to not have their best player for two to four weeks, especially when you go play the Niners and don't look now like the Seahawks come to town and they just had a big win. And I just was talking about the Dolphins. If if you miss those three weeks, that could be three straight losses. And then even though you beat the Cardinals, season's over. 877-337-6666. My Casamigos big shot of the night right after this. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. New England has no timeouts remaining. 23 seconds to play, and the Jets are going officially now to the AFC Championship game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Tonight's Casamigos Big Shot, I'm going to stay local with the baseball. It's in Miami, not local. Jeff McNeil, the Flying Squirrel. If you were paying attention, the Mets are playing spoiler against their division rivals who are fighting to get back into the wild card hunt. They're in, they're out, they're in, they're out. Well, the Mets are trying to make sure they're out. They knocked them down 2-1 behind Jeff McNeil's go-ahead homer in the top of the ninth, his 10th homer of the season. Your Casamigos big shot of the night, Jeff McNeil, the Make It Happen Mets. Now, what do they have to play for? What do the Yankees have to play for? They're playing the role of spoilers, right? On your way out, you can drag some people down with you. Obviously, you're looking for the kid. Shout out to Mark Vientos. Uh... You know, obviously, DJ Stewart, I've been talking about him trying to play his way into a spring training invite next year. And you got Mauricio playing every day. And it's good to see Alvarez, Mauricio, uh, all these kids on a consistent basis. The season is over, but it's not over. What they're playing for is to knock teams down. And what a better feeling than to knock, you know, the team down that you're in the division with. You don't want to see the Marlins going to the postseason when you don't return and it's the same thing for the Yankees coming up, right? I'm looking at the standings right now. The Marlins are under the Reds. They're a, a, a half game out of the wild card spot. Cincinnati's right there. The Cubs are right there. They're all jockeying for position. Arizona, too. Uh, the Yankees will have a chance to knock Arizona down this weekend. But the Toronto Blue Jays come to town. And the Toronto Blue Jays, I just I got no love for them. I think they're frauds. I think they're wannabes. I called them the baby Blue Jays for the last few years, and it seemed like the babies had grown up. And 
Vladdy just goes out of his way to talk about the Yankees all the time. And, you know, Vladdy was the one that talked about, oh, uh, two years ago, 2022 was uh, the, the trailer to the movie. 2023 is going to be the movie or, you know, or something like that. Something stupid he tried to make an analogy for them uh, when they did make the 2020 postseason in that janky 60 game uh, season. The, the Yankees got to play spoilers. Spoiler alert. Uh, they got to play spoilers for this movie or this sequel. They have two series against Toronto coming up. Three here, three there. Man, sweep them. You can't sweep these other teams. I was on the podcast today. Shout out to the Yankee fans still holding on. Shout out to the Yankee fans that are just Yankee fans or the baseball fans that are just baseball fans that aren't in the misery of the football season. <laughs> if you uh, Yankee sickos want to hear uh, C-Mac and I on BXB, there's a new podcast out. And um, we did speak on about the last month, all the different storylines and leading into this week against the Toronto Blue Jays. What are they playing for? For me, it's Garrett Cole to win and AL Cy Young. And for the team to finish with an above 500 winning record and to play spoiler on the way out and drag teams like the Toronto Blue Jays down. Like, you'll remember that about this season. You'll remember that, you know, the Yankees had two series late against Toronto and Toronto was in the wild card hunt. And the Yankees took two out of three or swept the next one. And that really messed up their chances to get to October. I, I'm dreading October, to be honest with you. I'm I'm really leaning into the National League, the, the Braves, the Dodgers. That's what I really want to see. I really want to see them in the NLCS. I don't care to see Baltimore. Like if we're if we're looking at a postseason with Baltimore, Tampa, and Toronto, I don't even want to watch. I don't want to watch the American League. Because one of them is, is going to figure it out. Or worse, they don't figure it out and it's the Houston Astros again. So I'm not looking forward to October baseball with the Yankees not in it. 877-337-6666. Now, we had a caller say, you know, we got to cut Zach Wilson some slack. And I think people are. I saw JPA football put out today that uh, Zach Wilson, when he has a clean pocket, no pressure, he's got seven touchdowns to only three interceptions, along with the fourth best rating in yards per attempt. And Rich Samini put that out, and they just repurposed it for the tweet. But I saw it from JPA, so I'll give them the credit. The only other quarterbacks in that company are Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa. So he's in good company there. And the tweet goes on to say the Jets just got to give him a clean pocket. Easier said than done with Dwayne Brown, Lincoln Tollinson, Connor McGovern, Elijah Vera Tucker, Makai Becton. I feel like these guys are guys that hadn't played together all together in a while. Uh, Makai Becton missed two years. Dwayne Brown didn't practice all preseason training camp. I'm telling you, it does. It does. I don't care if the guy's a 38 year old veteran. Like you got to get reps. You you don't get reps. You're in the game and Micah Parsons is running at you. Um, I don't. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would be successful with this O line. And it's funny. I talked last week about the Jedi mind trick that Aaron Rodgers was trying to play on the fans and the team. Well, so far it didn't work, right? To me, I think him going on McAfee talking about, oh, I could return early. Give me your doubts. Give me your timeline. Shut up, bro. Just fall into the background. Just fall into the background. Help the team the best you can. Stop making everything about yourself. You had it, right? You had the whole thing from your darkness retreat to, you know, you getting traded to the Jets and you parading around the city, being Mr. Everywhere, Mr. New York, and uh, King, New- King of New York before you take a snap, and 
You barely got to take that many snaps. Snaps just fall in the background. This is Zach Wilson's destiny. Your destiny was to come here and to have a seat and rehab. And I wish you the best with the rehab, but it's not about Aaron Rodgers anymore. It's about Zach Wilson and that number two overall pick rearing its ugly head again. You you chose a kid that you didn't bring in properly. You chose a kid that you were negligent with his development in the first two years. So here we are in year three. He doesn't look better than some of these rookies. C.J. Stroud can drop back 40 times a game and hit 30, 40 guys without throwing an interception on the Texans. Zach Wilson can't get it done. And I'm not putting it on Zach this game. Like, this game is on the defense. You can't let them, you can't let the opposing team march down on the opening drive. Boom, touchdown, we're up. This is how this is going to go. You're in our house. We're going to have our way. Shout out to Brandon Aubrey Graham, the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys. Put respect on his name. Uh, he missed that first extra point against the Giants. And the last couple of weeks, I've been telling you guys, I've been worried about him as a kicker. In Jerry World, he's just fine. And he was money uh, in that game against the Jets. So I guess they did the right thing. I saw Brett Maher got Brett Maher got picked up by the Rams. It was good on him. Legatron, who the Cowboys had two years ago, he's hurt. So now they got this young kid, a rookie, and Brandon Aubrey Graham. And I'm hoping that's the Cowboys kicker the rest of the way. And he continues to be solid like he was in that first game. That was great. Or that second game. He wasn't as solid in the first game. You need all three facets of the game. You need a kicker. You need guys that can play special teams. You need defense. You need offense. And if you can't put it all together, like somebody will, man. That's how these games get swung. Uh, crazy bet hit for every team in the, I think, one o'clock and four o'clock slate to have a field goal in every quarter, a red zone spe- special. I'm like, why didn't I just throw five dollars on that? Didn't even see it. And usually you see those game specials and you're like, oh, that's a donation. That's never gonna hit. Oh, a lot of people got paid off that this weekend. So 877-337-6666. Looking at the 49ers for the Giants fans. I mean, that first week, we thought that the Steelers could actually contend we thought that they could compete we thought that they could give them a game and that spread I think was like three and a half or two and a half disrespected the 49ers and they weren't going for it Christian McCaffrey's who I should have drafted with my number two overall pick but he's burned me once before I couldn't do it again he is a monster he's going off who's tackling him who's stopping him Brock Purdy that little kid Looks like he's straight out of high school musical. It does not matter. He's ice cold. He is a dog. There's a reason that he's where he is. There's a reason that they were able to punt on Trey Lance. Say, ah, we don't got to wait for Trey Lance to develop. We got the guy right here. He did it as a rookie. He's going to hit Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. That's their whole offense. Jawan Jennings gets some snaps. Elijah Mitchell gets some snaps. But you have a four-headed monster of Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and George Kittle to stop. And then Daniel Jones has to go against the Niners' defense. And I think Daniel Jones can do it with his arms and his legs. You're going to have to take some shots against those guys, but they're going to have to protect. It's going to be a long-ass day up front for the Giants' offensive line. I'm not going to hold you. It's not going to be sweet. I don't care if it's Thursday night football. I try to come in here and think like, hey, you know anything can happen. Short week, but it's an even shorter week for the Giants who flew across the country and stayed out west because of the short week. Like, those guys are on a longer road trip. They don't get to go home. 
and kiss their wives. They don't get to go home and tuck their kids in the bed. They don't get to go home and feed their dogs. Luckily, you got the win, but you're without Saquon this week, and everybody and their mama knows it. That offense is still mostly Saquon. Like, you need him. You need him to be effective. You need him to will you to first downs. You need him to just go out there and give the ball to Saquon, and and he'll get you the yards or make a play if there's nothing there. And without that guy, you can't replace his production. So now you have to game plan and scheme on a short week for Daniel Jones, Jalen Hyatt, Darius Slayton, Darren Waller, and a combination of, I guess, Breida and Gray to figure out how to beat the 49ers in a matter of three days. It's a, it's a tough task. Mark is in Briarcliff, New York. What's up, Mark? You're on the fan. What's going on? You know something? I got one thing to say is you never hear um, Kayvon Thibodeau's get named during the game. Yeah, no. It's always like that's never hear it being called. And you know, when I heard somebody today on the fan, maybe I don't know if it was Tiki and Evan, they were talking about you know Dable's scheme and how you know there's not ever any like high total sack guys, and you know he wants to be an edge rusher, uh, get into the passer and have high sacks. But you can affect the game in so many other ways, and that's what that's what I thought he was last year. He had moments where he was a game breaker, getting strips, picking up fumbles, getting timely sacks. Like he won them one of those games getting the sack at the end of the game, like, where has he been? He's supposed to take a step forward in year two, and in the first two games, he's been missing in action. Uh, you got that right. Thank you very much for the for the phone call. Thanks for the call, Mark. Let's talk about the Giants' defense. Let me go back to something I saw. Let me go back to the box score. I think I was going to give Jason Pinnock a shout-out because he looks like a guy. He looks like a dude. He looks like he's trying to play. He looks like he's trying to compete. But he shouldn't be your, I guess he could be your leading tackler. But, man, the Giants' defense has to be better. Xavier McKinney, I think, is suspect. Kayvon Thibodeau, suspect. Rookie corners, they're going to have a long night Thursday night, especially because it's the opener. It's the opener for the Niners. It's their first home game, home cooking. It's not going to be sweet. All right, so let's go to the box score from the Cardinals game. I mean, they were miserable that first half. They were terrible. I was looking at that game. I had that in a like small picture-in-picture picture, watching the Jets-Cowboys games, and I'm, I'm like, the Giants can't be for real. They can't be serious. There's no way in hell that they are getting run over by Josh Dobbs. Like, Xavier McKinney, don't let Josh Dobbs run you over. You got to smack that guy. You got to smack these quarterbacks when you're allowed to hit them. That's another thing. You cannot touch these guys. You can't rough the passer. You can't sack these guys. They throw the ball. You got to literally put your hands up in the air. When they leave the pocket, if I'm a defender, if I'm a defensive guy and these quarterbacks leave the pocket, don't headhunt. Don't target. Don't use your helmet. But use your shoulder pad to flatten one of these guys. I'd be embarrassed. That's me. I'm 6'2", 198, 200. Uh, if, if I if I hit the uh, the buffet, man, I'm not letting Josh Dobbs truck me. I'm not letting any of these quarterbacks have their way like that. I'm hitting one of these guys. So looking at the team stats, Pinnock led the team in tackles. Xavier McKinney was right behind him, but I feel like Xavier McKinney's had some blown coverage and just had some missed tackles. He just looked weak for a guy that, like, I got to go to his Instagram. I feel like I saw a post from Xavier McKinney talking about how People were sleeping on him and how, like, he should be talked about as, like, you know, one of the top guys, and he's not. And uh, I'm like, bro, say less. Less is more. Say less. Say less about what you're going to do and just go do it. Okay, yeah, so here's the post. The NFL and Xavier McKinney, I guess, posted this, a collab post. 
something that the NFL does. I actually interviewed in, what year was it? August of 2018. I interviewed for a player social media coordinator position with the NFL. I had to scrub my Twitter of all of the criticism of the NFL, specifically NFL bogus. I had this whole thing on NFL, how bogus the NFL is with the officiating, the storylines, and a lot of other nonsense, whatever. But I remember one of their main goals and initiatives was to leverage the NFL's following with players' followings and make it all this same brand, and now they're doing these collab posts. That didn't even exist. So cool to see the NFL and Xavier McKinney collab because that gives him a bump. He's got 133,000 followers on Instagram. And the post, the first slide of the post says, uh, it's actually a quote um, from him. It's a screenshot of his tweet. Xavier McKinney put out a tweet that says, been unappreciated for a long time. Now it's starting to get old. And so then it had a couple slides. The one slide was him picking off Derek Carr against the Raiders and returning that for six. The other one was him blitzing and making a sack on Geno Smith. The next one was him blitzing off the edge and getting to Jalen Hurts for a sack. So just a couple highlights from last year. And if you go to the Instagram account, one of the top comments that I see from three weeks ago is my own comment. And I said to him, stay off the ATVs. You'll be all right, strong hand. You remember the movie? That's to take my strong hand. I basically was saying like, bro, people, people are disrespecting you or not disrespecting you. People were sleeping on you or you were underappreciated last year because you're a captain on the team. And during the bye week, you went to Cabo and you literally destroyed your hand on an ATV and the team needed you. That is why people were underappreciating you. It's hard to appreciate a guy that um, decided to go party and put himself in harm's way on a team that was ascending in year one of a rebuild. And they needed you. And they needed you. And obviously you came back or whatever, but uh, all is well. That ends well. This is a different year. This is a different year. It's a different year. That's all I got. C-Max coming up. A quick one. KM to 2 a.m. I'll be back tomorrow. But unfortunately, you won't hear me Wednesday night. You won't hear me Thursday night. I'll be back Friday night. We'll be talking some baseball. We'll see what the Yankees do against Toronto. I think Wednesday morning I'm going to call into the Toronto radio station and talk about the Yankees. They're inviting me on. But appreciate y'all. Hit me up online at Keith McPherson. If you follow people or you do that online stuff for your own mental health and your own you know, time and productiveness, I would say don't bother. But, yeah, that's all I've got, man. C-Max coming up next. Enjoy his show. I'm out of here. Sports Radio 101.